The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Dave's Front Office. I'm Dave Wohl. Our featured discussion this week is with Hall of Famer Jerry West, who shares his thoughts on some of the trials and tribulations of competing in the Orlando bubble. You win a championship and you remember there used to be two, there, there's really two ways the league has celebrated this. When, when you were playing and, and I was playing too, when you won a championship, the winning team ran off the floor, you ran into the locker room, you know, you jumped around like little kids, you poured champagne all, you rolled on the floor. It was that explosion of emotion that had accompanied that whole journey there. And then at one point, the league decided, let's keep everybody out on the floor. But the fans were in it, there was an energy, and like you said, the confetti's coming down, but there was this huge energy. And I really felt sad that the, the Lakers winning it didn't have that. Because some of those guys have had that. LeBron's won championships before, a couple of the other guys. But, but the guys that hadn't, it was like an empty arena, you know, piped in noise, no family and friends in there to kind of go crazy for you. So I, I felt bad for them with that. Um, the other thing, too, because you had spent, that you mentioned, you spent so many years with the Lakers. Did you have, do you have mixed emotions? Like they end up winning the championship. Obviously, the Clippers fell short this year. But but what are your what are your emotions when you watch the Lakers win a title? Because you spent so many years taking them to titles, building teams up. Well, David, you know, actually, it's really pretty interesting because you know, if you're involved with other teams, everyone thinks that you don't respect greatness. Okay, you don't. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> I've said it more than once. Whatever team wins, if it's in the city that you live in, you have to be happy for it. Okay, you have to be happy for the city. The Lakers fans are not just in Los Angeles. They're worldwide. They're all over the league. They have their own following. But to see this franchise, which has won so many times, uh, not to have, you know, the fans there with this enormous amount of noise, the pent-up energy uh, that they go to every game, that is the thing that I think is almost – you can't replace that number one, okay? I don't care how much fake noise you have. Have you ever gone to a movie studio and you see all these familiar, sometimes familiar <laughs> right. things, right. these beautiful fronts to them, and they're just a facade, there's nothing right. behind it? <laughs> yeah. It reminded me very much of that. But um, it, it, the fans who are so passionate uh, about the sport, and particularly here in Los Angeles, and I mentioned this a hundred times, when I first came to Los Angeles, you know, Dodgers, Rams, uh, they were the teams that got – Every front page, and then you were on the last page. And you made the last page. Yeah, yeah, we are. It was, I mean, in my new print. Um, But it is just amazing to see the change in the popularity of the Lakers and how important they are to Los Angeles. But this could be kind of a unique year. The Dodgers win uh, uh, this World Series. They played 60 games, and I think in the regular season, what, they play, play 162? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> now, that, that, even though they win it, every team had a chance, that doesn't seem like, you know, that day-to-day grind. You pick up the newspaper and some team win 10 games in a row, and then they lose eight games in a row, and the press will be all over the place, of course. Uh, 
it just didn't seem like a season. The NBA seemed more like a season because they played so many games. And as I say, the team that prevailed was obviously the Lakers. Now, so we have the Dodgers and the Lakers, and I wonder, can the Rams win a, right. <laughs> win a championship? So I bet the- <laughs> it really would be the city of champions, that's for sure. Um, you know, one of the interesting things when you, when you talk about this year, too, um, before we get into like a little bit about the Clippers, um, there was no travel, no home and away games. And I think that probably helped a number of teams and hurt other teams. Because I, I know just having spent five years in Boston, the Boston fans are absolutely crazy. You've, you've seen the Utah fans in playoffs are, are brutal. Golden State has great fans. The Lakers, other places have enormous fans, especially when the playoffs start to kick in. How much do you think that played into some of the teams maybe being able to play at a better level, they, especially teams with younger guys that didn't have to deal with the travel or some of the other things? Well, David, I don't think there's any question. Unless you had a mature team and somebody who'd been through the uh, turmoil of, of playing a, a, an NBA season uh, with all the ups and downs of travel, which late in the year, you're just waiting till the playoffs start. You pretty much know where you're going to be seated in the playoffs. Uh, that, to me, uh, would be a difficult task for younger players. But I do think the confinement, I don't care if you see the same thing place, faces every day. You might like them, but my goodness, you'd like to see a different face in a different kind of environment. You know, you don't play every darn day. But in, in those, I'm not really sure what the, uh, uh, what the facilities were like down there, but you had to see other players on other teams who were, I guess you know, and players know each other so much better today because of social media and playing against each other growing up. Um, that. Um, I would have just found that difficult for me because I, I don't, I never like, uh, what, sleeping in with the enemy, so to speak. <laughs> I just didn't want to see those guys in the day of the game, even though you know some of them personally have great respect for them. Uh, I just, I would have found that awkward also. And uh, it's just, I, I say, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I, I, I just hope we can, see some closure to, uh, uh, to this pandemic, and more importantly, where people, and particularly athletes, can have somewhat of a normal life. And when the season's on, David, it's not a normal life. You go there, you're trained to compete, you're trained to compete, and you're trained to excel. And that's why they use the word professional. You know, you brought up a point about um, just you dealing perhaps with isolation. You know, you have a tendency to get depressed or maybe anxious or something. And Paul George of the Clippers came out at one point in August and said, you know, he, he felt kind of depressed going through this, this bubble. And, you know, Kevin Love has been in the past, and I think Danny Green in the bubble said something too. Do you think there's still, I, I imagine there's still a bunch of players, Jerry, going through, especially this year in that bubble, that, that felt that but were reluctant to say anything publicly. Do you, think, do you still think there's a stigma for players asking for help for that? Well, David, probably, because I think people uh, look at that as a sign of weakness, and it's just the opposite, frankly. Uh, uh, trying to hide your, um, your emotions that you feel that are hidden from the public, how you feel about yourself. When you, and I have a lot of days I don't like myself, uh, a lot of dark days where I don't say very much. It can make you, it can make you two ways. It, it can really make you withdraw even more 
but it also can set an angry tone. That angry tone is not good. It is just not good. And a lot more people are starting to speak out about the mental problems associated with people see these athletes today and, you know, they're, you know, how well-trained they are physically. You look at them, they're imposing. Um, a lot of them are, are really the veterans who've been around a while. Uh, and I say somebody been a veteran who's played at least eight years. Right. Uh, they have a different feel to themselves, a completely different feel. And these young kids come along, they're looking out the corner of their eye, trying to emulate who they might respect and also try to learn from those people. And I'm not so sure if you care about your teammates, it's more difficult to share things with them when maybe you don't feel very good about, about yourself. And it's not like you're trying to isolate yourself from them. You're just having a bad day. <clears throat> it's like going to a game and missing, uh, you know, a 90% free throw shooter, missing six free throws in a game unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes everything doesn't go perfectly for you from a playing perspective. And, but mentally, it's much more challenging. There's no question. If you'd like to hear more from the great Jerry West, check out the full version of Dave's Front Office from Pure Hoops Media. Dave's Front Office with your host, Dave Wool, is a production of Pure Hoops Media.